USA Wealth Group Inc. presents Money Wise with the Money Guys. Ray Lance and Pete Lance are your hosts for the next hour, talking retirement topics and having the retirement conversation for those at or nearing retirement. For more than 20 years, USA Wealth Group has been committed to helping families protect and grow their wealth. The conversation starts now. Welcome to Money Wise Radio. Good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to MoneyWise. MoneyWise is brought to you every Sunday morning by USA Wealth Group. And my name is Ray Lance. Besides me is attorney Mike Coleman. Good morning, Mike. Good morning. Thank Mike, you. Thank you for being here. Yep, thank you. We're going to be talking about some fun things today, Mike. We're going to be talking about funeral and burial planning and burial services and all mm-hmm. those kinds of things. Okay. So it, it's something we all have to think about at some point in time. <clears throat> although nobody likes to think about it any sooner than what they need to. But we have two special guests with us as well. Uh, We have Alyssa Croto. Is that how you pronounce it? That sure is. Okay. And Cara Andrea. Mm -hmm. Okay. Do you pronounce it Andrea? Sure. Okay, good. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you, ladies, for being here. Now, you're both representatives of the Waring Sumner Funeral Home, actually more Dignity Memorial. Mm -hmm. Would that be more accurate? Yes, Dignity Memorial is just the larger umbrella. Okay. Um, but we work for Waring Sullivan Homes in the area and the Rock Funeral Home. Oh, and the Rock Funeral Home. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's in New Bedford. We have information here about them as well. This is a very important subject. People tend to put off estate planning. They tend to put off financial planning. And I suspect they often put off funeral and burial planning. Wouldn't you say so? I would think. They tend not to want to think about those things. No, (laughs) no. I mean, we're all going to be doing this at some point in time. I was thinking before I walked into this room this morning, I think what I'd like to do is to have a trumpeter outside the funeral home for my service and play a trumpet voluntary (laughs) and usher people in playing the trumpet. What do you think? Is that a military? No. No. Okay. No, it's just (laughs) something unusual. Well, in any event, I'm looking right now for my information. The mission of USA Wealth Group is to help you protect your family and protect your money. And um, this is a very important part of protecting your family as well. And so, Mike, um, as you know, um, myself and Pete Lance and a few others work at USA Wealth Group. Mm -hmm. And you work at uh, Lance Law, Inc. Yes. They're two separately distinct entities and not affiliated with each other, Mm -hmm. although we do help each other. And uh, you work with attorney Tenny Lance also. Yep, we do estate planning. So uh, we often meet with clients and we regularly advise on, you know, issues related to their estates. We always uh, include documents in our packages, estate planning packages, where they can write down funeral plans, burial plans. So it's it's something that we try to help with. In fact, you have handouts that you use on those subjects too, don't you? We do. You've got something called estate planning options for you and your family, mm-hmm. or excuse me, funeral planning options for you and your family. Mm-hmm. You also have funeral and burial instructions. And I also know that you have this thing which is called what? Yeah, my legacy workbook. Okay. One of the things that I know just from doing this and experiencing it myself is that you want to try and provide your representatives or executors or anyone who's trying to handle an estate with as much information as possible. Um, You don't want them to be guessing about your funeral plans or your burial arrangements. So this uh, document that we provide funeral and burial arrangements and instructions is something that someone can fill out to provide trustees and executors with all that information so that they don't have to guess. (laughs) When you think about it, it's really an important thing to do. Mm -hmm. It's not so much done for you, although it's partially done for you, but it's also done really for your family because if you pass away, it's a very stressful time for your family. Absolutely. Whether they really liked you or didn't like you, it's still a stressful time. They've got a lot of things that they have to do. Right, right. And if they don't know what your wishes are, it makes it even that much more difficult. Right. So if somebody wants a copy of the funeral and burial instructions, uh, they can get that by getting in touch with Mike or Tenny at the law firm, 
And what number would they call, Mike? You can call us at 508-998-8800. You can look at our website, too, if you want, lancelawinc.com. But the other thing that you hand hand out, which I think is really interesting, is called My Legacy, My Life Story in My Own Words. And it gives a little bit of a family tree, my mother, my father, my name, my children, if you have children. And then it talks about, do you have any nicknames? It talks about grandparents. What are your favorite memories, vacation spots? Just a lot of personal information about you that maybe people don't know about. Mm-hmm. So. Again, if you want any of that information, get in touch with Mike. Mm-hmm. But the main purpose of us being here today is we want to talk with Kara and Alyssa, and we want to talk about uh, the Rock Funeral Home. We want to talk about Dignity Memorial and what you folks do. So let me start with uh, Kara. How long have you been in the business? Almost 10 years. 10 years, mm-hmm. okay. And I know that you are a licensed funeral director and you're also an embalmer yep and you're an advanced planning specialist yes and i know that you're a 2002 graduate of bmc durfee high school that you went to bridgewater state college and then you went to a mortuary college which is called fine Mm f-i-n-e mortuary college and you graduated with honors and earned a degree in mortuary science so where's that college located Fine is in Norwood. Oh, it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's just specialized towards the funeral industry. Okay. My mother was a teacher at Durfee. At Durfee. <laughs> I don't know if you ever had her. Uh, Coleman, last name. Could have. Okay. It's going back a, a while. <laughs> All right. So I had to look back 10 years, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I look back a little bit longer than that. <laughs> and then Alyssa, uh, I know you were uh, born and raised in uh, Fall River. You graduated also from... Uh, the same place, uh, Fine Mortuary College, is that correct? I did, yes I did. Okay. And is this your first time on the radio? It sure is. <laughs> You're doing really well, but you have a very red face today. Yeah, that's pretty typical. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I know that you also uh, apprenticed f- uh, with and interned for uh, several funeral homes since 2012. But you are also a licensed funeral director and you're also a licensed embalmer in the state of Massachusetts since at least 2018. Yes. So you both have some interesting backgrounds. Uh, You still live in Fall River? Yes, I do. And you got two dogs. I do. So that's okay to have the dogs in the room here then, isn't it? Yes, perfectly fine. (laughs) (laughs) They want to see everybody who comes in. Well, thank you both for being here. Um, And um, what's necessary to become a licensed embalmer? Do you have to take a number of courses? Do you have to pass an exam? Yes. So the minimum is an associate's degree. Okay. Um, that's what we both did at Fine. And then you have to pass uh, board exams. Okay. So I did, I think it's different now, but when, no, still a state in the national. Hmm. So state exams and national exams. So just curious, in that particular uh, profession and occupation, is it hard to find people who are licensed? Uh, or is it a growing field or are they looking to hire more people as well in the industry? Always, just like everywhere else. I feel like it's harder for people to stay in it because they don't really, going to school is different than working hands-on in it. Mm -hmm. So you go to school, you sit there, you do all the textbook stuff and then you start your apprenticeship Mm -hmm. and it's like, oh wow, this is a lot more (laughs) than I think. So that's where the people tend to get weeded out, if you will. It's really what they want to do. That must be a very difficult thing to do at first. (laughs) Yes. A lot of work, long hours. Mm -hmm. You just don't realize what actually goes into it. Oh, okay. Because who knows what the funeral business does besides. Right. And um, I also want to ask Alyssa, when you graduated from Fine uh, Mortuary College, you graduated magna cum laude. Yes, I did. Well, that's impressive. Yeah. I uh, missed being number one in class by thousandths of a point. Oh, wow. Well, you still did extremely well. Thank you. So when attorney Mike Coleman graduated from law school, he graduated with honors also. And my wife graduated from college with honors, cum laude, at uh, Clark University. Um, I did not. (laughs) But finally, by the time I got to the end of my college career, I really knew how to study. So I was on the dean's list in the fourth year. Just took me a a little longer. (laughs) So let's talk about funeral planning because... 
It's a subject that people probably don't like to talk about or discuss much, but it's so critically important, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I like to do in the show is I like to give quotations that I think are relevant to the subject matter. So my first quotation today is going to be from Mark Twain. And he said, I didn't attend the funeral, but I sent a nice letter saying I approved of it. So I've always liked Mark Twain. I've always liked that quotation. The funny thing is, there's a quotation that's very similar to that from Clarence Darrow. He was a famous trial lawyer. Um, I think he did the Scopes trial when they were celebrating or debating uh, evolution. And um, but he also wrote, "I never wanted to see anybody die, but there are a few obituary notices I have read with pleasure." (laughs) So somebody copied somebody there. I'm not sure who, but in any event, so. Um, do you both today still do uh, hands-on embalming? Not necessarily. Okay. Um, we help out when needed, but our main uh, focus is pre-planning. Okay, that's good. That's interesting to know. And I know in the past, my understanding is that most everybody would be embalmed before they were uh, buried and laid into the ground. Is it fewer people today who choose to be embalmed or what percentage of funerals do you see where people are actually embalmed if you know Mm, honestly it's maybe like 60 40 now and that has to do with years ago everybody was buried okay everyone had wakes multiple days Mm. was more traditional now with cremation being more prevalent okay you don't have to be embalmed with cremation all right so that's where it comes in where it's less embalmings but we still do a good good amount especially in this area okay well we're going to take our first break time goes by very quickly when we record this show Um, and when we come back in a few minutes i want to talk a little bit more about the the process of funerals and the process of burials so stay tuned ladies and gentlemen we will be right back you're listening to money wise with the money guys Hosted by Ray Lance and Pete Lance. If you have questions about retirement, call today. 508-998-8858. That's 508-998-8858 for a consultation or a second opinion on your current retirement plan. 508-998-8858. And now, back to MoneyWise with the Money Guys. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to MoneyWise. Uh, my name is Ray Lance. We're here also with attorney Mike Coleman. We're here with Cara Andrea and Alyssa Croto. And they're both representatives of the Dignity Memorial Company. Would that be a right name for it? Okay. Yeah. But you also work out of the Rock Funeral Home. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Now, I think a lot of people in the area know where Rock is. Um, it's up in the north end of New Bedford. And what street is that on? We are at um, 1285 Ashley Boulevard. Ashley Boulevard. Yeah, so I mainly handle everything at Rock, and then Alyssa does the Waring Sullivans in Dartmouth and Fairhaven. Okay. And um, you were both saying before the break that you do a lot of work in the area of Mm pre-planning. So does that mean meeting with people before they pass away and they talk about what kind of a funeral service they want? Yep. That's the main focus of what we do every day. Okay. And how do you do that? I mean, it must be done, obviously, with dignity, obviously, because it's a tough subject to talk mm-hmm. about. It is. It's easier ahead of time. Mm-hmm. It's not because nothing's happened yet. Mm-hmm. Most people that come in are doing it for themselves. Right. Whether they just experienced a loss and saw what it entails and wants to make it easier for their family or it's something that has been mentioned when they do their estate planning mm-hmm. or they've just been thinking about it. Um, there's no sadness yet, so we're able to like get to know the people and make it light and easier process to go through. Okay, and so do you have a questionnaire you fill out and do you give it to people ahead of time or do you basically fill it out while they're there and you take the information? We do have something we can give ahead of time, um, similar to the pamphlet that you were speaking about um, prior, we have a personal planning guide. Okay. So very similar, just asks about not necessarily what their funeral wishes are, but more 
things their family has to take care of afterwards or more detailed mm-hmm. like preferences, flowers, mm-hmm. okay. what do you want to wear? But for the majority of the information we take down with the people are more for um, paperwork, the death certificate, an obituary. Mm-hmm. So it's less questions their family has to answer mm-hmm. at the time. Do you ever have um, music in the funeral home itself, or is that more done for, like, church services, if somebody has a service at a church or a religious mm-hmm. facility? No, we have um, music all the time. And the good thing about having your service in the funeral home, even if it's just for your visitation and you go to church the next day, we have um, a sound system. We can play anything. Okay. So people make us playlists or give us a list of songs or say... Elton John was my dad's favorite. We want all Elton John played all night, and you can do anything, really. <laughs> that was going to be my next question. Mm-hmm. Do you ever do things that are unusual or funny, like rock music? or All the time. Like, I like country music. Yep. So maybe I'll have country music played at my funeral. I've had some you Tupac name being it. played. Yeah, we some get what? Tupac rap music. Tupac. Okay. <laughs> you name it, we've had it. Okay, well, why not? I mean, why, yeah. why shouldn't it be a, a more interesting mm-hmm. experience Instead for Instead of that, like, classical Yeah. Mm-hmm elevator type music I guess you can call it a lot of people are trying to make their services more personalized Mm -hmm. and do you have anything in your publications on the subject of uh, etiquette at a funeral you know what do you say to the person as you're going through a reception line or uh, anything of that nature there's things out there Um, I know when you sign up for like information on our website you get a monthly I think it's monthly Mm -hmm a monthly um, email and it will have different articles of stuff like that, like popular songs that are played at services mm-hmm. okay. or what to wear, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. And Alyssa, do you ever see uh, funny things that happen at funeral services? Oh gosh, don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm asking you the question. <laughs> I mean, it depends on the situation, but I've seen people, you know, pass out alcohol, even though we shouldn't be involved in that. Um, <laughs> some people like blackberry brandy, and they wanted it passed out. Um, just many little personal touches that people put into funerals. So, Mike, let me ask you a question, Attorney Mike Coleman. Um, do you ever have people who ask to have funeral and burial wishes put into their legal documents, like their will or their trust? I don't get that a lot, to be honest. Yeah, because um, that would come up after they were buried often, wouldn't right, it? Right, right. The will would be produced. Right. But you have this separate document called uh, Funeral and Burial Instructions if I somebody do. wants to create that ahead of time. Yeah, usually we, I point that out when people are signing their documents. I say, you know, this is something that can help your children or whoever know, you know, what you would want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or at least where to go and who to talk to. Okay. Because what we see a lot is that kids don't know, you know, sometimes they don't know. Have you seen some unusual requests over the years for how people want to be treated at a funeral service? I can't think of any off the top of my head. I've seen lots of (laughs) them. Have you? Yes. So I have one lady who said, um, when I wanted to go to Hawaii on a trip, this is from this area, I invited my two daughters and their husbands to come with me. I was going to pay for the whole thing, and at the last minute, one of them had to cancel. So in her estate planning documents, she said, I leave X number of dollars to be used to this one daughter who did not get to go to Hawaii, and she's to use it as a trip to pay her fare to go to Hawaii, but I want her to bring my ashes with her, and I want my ashes scattered in front of the monkey cage in the Honolulu Zoo. (laughs) And we actually wrote that in there. But um, I'm not sure that would be legal because you can't scatter your ashes everywhere, can you? No, you cannot. Um, so where can you scatter your ashes? On your own private property. Oh, okay. Is okay. There are scattering gardens in the area. Some cemeteries even have scattering sections. Um, some people do what's called burial at sea. That's actually the name of the company, and they go and legally put your ashes so many miles offshore. Yeah, it has to be at least 12 but miles. But to just like go to the beach or the zoo. Um, people do it all the time. I just tell them, I just don't want to hear it. Whatever you're going to do, just do it discreetly, please, and don't tell me. <laughs> so I had a woman once who um, didn't have any family, didn't have any children, siblings, anybody really, but she sort of got attached to me, and she wanted to make sure that I was going to take care of her funeral wishes. She wanted her body donated to medical science, and we did. We had her sign uh, donation documents, and when she passed away, the uh, place where she was renting called me immediately, 
we had her body transported to Tufts University Medical School. Mm -hmm. um, my brother-in-law went there, and they used her body for as a teaching tool, which is an interesting thing to do. And um, when they finished with all of that a year later, they had her remains cremated, and then they arrived back at my office in a box, which was small and extremely heavy. It felt like a 20, 25-pound weight. And it was winter, and she didn't give me any instructions except to have her ashes scattered somewhere in the water. So what I did is I put her behind my recliner chair, and every time I tipped my recliner chair backwards, it would tip over the box and would go bang on the floor. And I would say, oops, sorry about that, Mrs. So-and-so, and use her name. But anyway, what I ended up doing is, um, it got to be spring, and I took a little boat that I rowed out into a local harbor that I won't re uh, describe with her ashes, and I was gonna take a powerboat out a little further out, but the engine wouldn't start. So right in the harbor, in a local harbor, I said a little nice thing about her and dumped her ashes in the harbor. So, But you're not supposed to do that, I guess. But I'll plead ignorance. Technically, no, but I didn't know that then. Like people do it all the time. So <laughs> once they're out of our hands, whatever you choose to do is. Do you have some people, what people that just do. save them on the, on a mantle? There was a movie that had ashes up on the mantle, for example, that fell off. Hmm. I'm that? sure. I'm sh yeah. I'm sure people take their loved one home and just keep them at home. Mm -hmm. Some people take them home for a little while and bury in the future. Or if there's a situation with like a husband and wife, whoever passes away first, they wait yeah. for the mm -hmm. the other to pass away to do a burial of bulls, mm -hmm. that type of thing. That's pretty common too. So Kara, I was driving by one of the local cemeteries literally in the past couple of days and I was thinking about the show and I was thinking, there's a lot of stones in the cemetery. Aren't we running out of space to put people and to bury people? And is there still more room to bury people in cemeteries, do you think? There is. Um, there actually, most cemeteries are opting to build mausoleums, um, oh. which have created more space because it goes upwards and there's more space to place people. Mm -hmm. uh, but now with cremation being more prevalent, the space in a cemetery hasn't become such an issue because burying an urn takes up less space than burying a casket. Okay, that makes sense. So could you describe briefly how does the cremation process work and is it less expensive than going through a full... Um, burial ceremony, purchasing a casket, and so forth? Um, cremation is a lot less expensive than a full traditional burial, um, just due to the materials needed and the paperwork needed and the time needed. Mm -hmm. um, cremation, we usually say, takes about 10 to 14 days, depending on the doctor signing the paperwork. The medical examiner has to come in and sign his paperwork to authorize the cremation, and then the cremation process itself. Um, so in total, it takes about 14 days. Some people decide to have services prior to cremation with an open casket. That's a possibility. Okay. Or even after cremation with the urn. That's an important thing. So you could potentially have a viewing uh, of the person in a funeral home and then have them cremated afterwards. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. All right. So I didn't really think we about do that, that before. that a lot. It's actually, um, we see it more and more these days. I think because when cremation first started, people were, I just want to be cremated. I don't want any services. And then they realized nothing was being done in their honor. There was no closure for families. So we still do visitations with the body present. We'll even go to church the next day okay. with the body and then cremation. Hmm. Something like that, though, cost-wise, will run more closer to what a full burial would be mm -hmm. okay. because we're doing everything. Yeah. a burial would be besides burying the casket. Mm -hmm. But the important thing, I guess, is that people really need to think about how they would like to be treated when they're gone. And that's why that pre-planning is so critically important that you both described. Mm -hmm. So I guess what we would do is we would encourage people to uh, call either uh, the Dartmouth Funeral Home or the Rock Funeral Home and make an appointment probably to see one of you. Mm -hmm. And then you would sit down with them and you'd talk about what their wishes would be and you'd write it down. Do you always encourage them to let their other family members know? Absolutely. Okay. I yep. Think, all right. So do some planning, folks. If somebody wanted to call, what number would they call? For um, Dartmouth and for Fairhaven or Fairlawn Mortuary, it would be 508-999-5100. 
okay? And if you forget these numbers, by the way, you can always call the office here at 508-998-8858, and we'll be happy to provide that information to you as well. So it is important. My daughter once said to me, when I was talking to her about funeral instructions, she says, I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to hear about that, you know, because she doesn't want to think of us not being here. But you have to do that. We're going to take another short break, and we will be right back. Please stay tuned. This is Money Wise Radio with Ray and Pete Lance, powered by the USA Wealth Group. Collectively, more than 80 years of experience helping clients define and plan for their retirement goals. To begin a retirement consultation, call 508-998-8858. That's 508-998-8858. This is Money Wise Radio. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Money Wise. And our topic this morning is talking about funeral and burial planning. And we're meeting with Cara Andrea and Alyssa Croto from the uh, Dignity Memorial uh, Group of Funeral Homes. And you operate in Dartmouth and Fairhaven and New Bedford, but also I think you have another handful of locations in this area, don't you? Yes, Rhode we Island? have locations from um, Rhode Island all the way down to the Cape. Okay. Throughout the Cape. So could you just give us a general overview of some of the kind of services that Dignity Memorial provides besides the funeral planning? Or let me just ask you one quick question. Mm -hmm. When you do the funeral planning, I suppose people are always concerned about the cost. Correct. So do you sometimes work with, like, insurance policies to help pay for it? So yes and no on the insurance policies, only because the only way we can actively use funds from an insurance policy to prepay a funeral is if they're applying for Medicaid. Okay. So a nursing home stay, long-term care, then we can assign a policy over to the funeral home. Okay. Other than that, a lot of folks just like to leave their policies in place for their family hmm. and take care of their funeral wishes as a separate entity because then you get the cost protection and all the benefits. Okay. What you did say, though, about Medicaid is, is a good point because um, – Mike, attorney Mike Coleman and Tenny Lance do a lot of work in the area of Medicaid planning. Mm -hmm. And when it comes time for someone to apply for Medicaid, one of the ways they can legally spend down their money is to prepay for funeral and burial services. Mm -hmm. So that would be an opportunity, for example, when um, either attorney Tenny Lance or attorney Mike Coleman were meeting with people and saying, yes, by all means do that, but why don't you reduce these spendable assets or countable assets and go and prepay for your funeral service because mm -hmm. it's a legal way to reduce assets. Mm -hmm. yep. So that's a, that's a very good point. So I know you do cremation services. Um, is that done locally? Is there a local place where that's actually physically done? Yes. Um, we actually own a crematory in Rhode Island. Okay. And the reason why it's in Rhode Island is Massachusetts has a lot of, I don't want to use the word outdated, but older rules and regulations around our industry. So we couldn't work for a funeral home and have a crematory together. They have to be two separate things in mass. So we have ours in Cranston. Sounds like bureaucracy. Mm. Hmm. And what are some of the other kinds of things you do as far as services, for example, like celebrations and so forth? We do a lot of celebrations of life. Um, we actually have this new thing called Life Story where you meet with an event planner and they put together an entire celebration of life and big displays about your life and you bring in items and families seem to love it um, and we even put out round tables because in a celebration of life like a wedding or something like that we all sit around round tables and talk about your loved one's marriage or whatever it is so we're trying to implement that with a funeral to turn it into a more positive upbringing thing okay that's interesting you know my son in the last couple of months bought me a book and it's called something like Remembering Dad. And it's like, put down all your memories from, you know, what's, the, what's your earliest memory at a certain age and so forth, and what accomplishments do you have? And, and then he went out and got one for my wife as well. It's Remembering Mom or something like that. And I'm trying to think, maybe he's trying to send me a message here <laughs> somehow, <laughs> you know? But there's a gentleman named Stephen Wright who once said, 
I had a friend who was a clown. When he died, all his friends went to the funeral in one car. <laughs> Would you like this? <laughs> you have a nice laugh, oh, Melissa. <laughs> uh, did you ever hear of Laurel and Hardy? No. No. Did you ever hear? Of, no. You're too no. young. Did you ever hear of Laurel yeah. and Hardy, Mike? Yeah, yeah. So you're they were a little before older. my time, but I've, I've heard of heard them. Of they them. Were, they were before my time as well, but older people remember Laurel and Hardy. They were. A, a comedy group, a sort of slapstick comedy. And anyway, Stan Laurel once said, "If anyone at my funeral has a long face, I'll never speak to him again." So I, I don't get it because he's dead. Uh, oh, uh. oh like literal! <laughs> I was trying to think of something <laughs> connecting right. that. There. So, tell me what happens at a celebration of life. Do you have speakers and music and things like that? Different people say things. Yes, so um, we have celebrants who come in and they incorporate a lot of musical interests, um, sometimes religious aspects, sometimes non-religious aspects, um, people speaking. You're really um, open to more things when you're in a celebration of life. Okay. A lot more diversity. And from what I've seen when I've read obituaries in the past, it seems like sometimes those take place a month or several months later, not necessarily right after somebody has passed away. It all depends on you know, the family's availability, but it's easier to do when you have a family who is also further away to schedule something a few weeks or months out for this celebration to have more of a crowd there. Mm -hmm. And um, have either of you ever had to uh, speak at a funeral or given a, give a uh, it's not given obituary, what's the word? Eulogy. I give a eulogy, thank you. My grandmother mm -hmm. passed away in October mm -hmm. and I had the privilege of giving her eulogy First time as a, not a funeral director, but as a griever. So it was definitely an experience. Was it difficult? Very difficult. I barely held it together up there. Yeah. So I had to give a eulogy for both my father and my mother. And it's, it's a really tough thing to do. Mm -hmm. It really is because your emotions are involved and so forth. My mother was a little easier because she was very active in her church. And I actually selected the hymns that we wanted to sing and play and so forth. And and she was a lot of fun. My dad was a little bit more difficult because uh, he was 20 years in the Marine Corps, and, you know, tough guy. So one of the things I did in his eulogy is I recited um, one of the stanzas from Dylan Thomas, uh, do not go gentle into that night, or into, uh, do not go gentle into that good night. And um, we had a military service as well. So um, I also read that you do video production. So tell me a little bit about that. So maybe, we maybe. do have staff that does live stream videos of okay. the funeral. So if somebody can't website. attend? Exactly. We do mm. live stream it on Facebook and on our website. For anyone who can't attend, they can always turn into that. And it's something that we do complimentary. Hmm. Okay. So that's interesting. What about drive-by viewings of the body? I've read that in California where they don't have a lot of time, I guess, that they'll have places that's sort of like going to a McDonald's drive-through, and the <laughs> casket is tipped so people can drive through and see the body and say something nice and continue driving. Have you ever heard of that before? I've heard of it, but I don't think it's something that'll ever happen in Massachusetts. <laughs> it's kind of weird, isn't it, when you think about it? A that was probably a COVID thing. A little maybe. bit. No, this was even before COVID. Really? Is it just because well, people are so busy and they just, don't have just too busy. time to get out just, of their car? They want to pay their respects, sort of. <laughs> yeah. California. A little different. <laughs> California lifestyle. <laughs> All right, so you don't do drive-by viewings in any No, event. we do not do <laughs> drive-by viewings. All right, how about green burials? This is becoming more popular. Tell me a little bit about it, because I really learned about that for the first time just before we went on air today. I've actually done one. Okay, tell me um, about it. Up in Sharon, um, they have certain cemeteries that allow for this green burial sort of procedure, um, because when there's a green burial, there's no cement liner in the ground, because you're becoming one with the earth again. Okay. Um, you are wrapped in a shroud, um, okay. a biodegradable shroud. There are no real chemicals used for the embalming or anything like that. Because um, you, you don't want to put chemicals in the ground. Exactly. Okay. Um, and there's nothing 
protecting like a casket from moving, so there's no need for that. It's a wicker basket, essentially. And you're placed into the earth, um, and then the earth is placed over you. So very simple, minimalistic, um, and you go right back into the earth. Hmm. Hmm. But is it generally then, is the burial generally in a cemetery also? Yes, certain cemeteries allow for it. So some cemeteries will allow it, and some probably would not, I suppose. Most do not. Most do not. Mm What about if you wanted to be buried in your backyard? Can you do that? Your body? No. No. But Just you your ashes. Cream- Correct. If you were cremated, okay. you can do whatever you want. I'm pretty sure just if you the property were to be sold, it has to be disclosed mm. that mm. somebody was buried in your yard, if you will, or I don't know if people... It would probably kill future sales of the real estate. Take them out or, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't want to I buy I don't know it. how many people bury ashes in their own backyard though mm. but I, I don't think i'd want to buy a house if know. i knew there was a body buried in the backyard I wouldn't. it wouldn't bother no. me i'm sure it's <laughs> happened plenty of times without people knowing without yeah without people knowing yeah. i'm sure sometimes <laughs> it happens maybe if there's bad intent involved yeah. but in any event <laughs> let's start we're going to take a break in a couple of minutes but let's talk briefly about um i've got something called in-home visitations what does that mean do you do in-home visitations or do you ever have an in-home viewing Followed by something afterwards, no? No. That's just the movies. Yeah, and it was probably more of a thing of the past. What about a home visit for someone who can't get to you, you know, to do like a a plan? Oh, for us to pre-plan someone? We'll go anywhere. Is that what you mean? Is that what you mean? Or like Um, actual visitation? Maybe that's what that refers to, yep. So if somebody can't come to visit you in the funeral home, Mm -hmm. uh, you could go go to to visit their house and talk to them about options and what the And if they're not comfortable with us being in their house, we could meet them anywhere, really. Starbucks, Mm -hmm. McDonald's, whatever. We could do a a WebEx, a a Zoom meeting. We could do everything over the phone and through the mail, that type of thing. So there's definitely options for people. That's good. So, uh, Cara, do um, do you ever have funny things that happen? At the services? I mean, on purpose, funny things. People passing out? Has everyone, anyone ever passed out? Yeah, yes. that's oh, happened a few times happened. in church. Yeah. Um, and not that it's funny, but yeah. it puts you in a little bit of a panic mode as the funeral director when somebody right. passes out. Because church mass does not stop. Mm-hmm. It keeps going. Mm-hmm. Oh. Even if we have to call an ambulance for some reason, which has happened not often, but once or twice I've seen that happen, too. Mm-hmm. And, now, can you also arrange to um, organize tombstones for people that want to have them? Do you work with companies that provide stone memorials at a cemetery, for example? Or is that left to the family? Or is that something that you do as part of your services? We can point them in the right direction and uh, okay. recommend some monument companies to them. But unfortunately, we're not allowed to put that on any sort of pre-plan. Oh, you're not allowed to. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. There must be another industry just for tombstones. That, yes. I mean, there's so many segregated things in this state of Massachusetts where you can do some yeah, things and you Mass- cannot do others. It's usually just Massachusetts. Every other state doesn't have the restricted regulations that we do. That's mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. wild. That's really very interesting. And Medicaid comes into play with that, too, because they won't allow certain things on a prepaid contract. Mm-hmm. And money towards a stone is one of them. Mm-hmm. Flowers is another, and then anything to do after. So you have to plan like separately. Like a luncheon or something after would have to that. be correct. We're hmm. going to take one more break, and then we will be right back. So stay tuned. We've got a lot more interesting things to talk about, including military funerals and maybe a little bit about burial at sea. And uh, stay tuned. Call 508-998-8858. That's 508-998-8858. This is MoneyWise Radio. MoneyWise is in many places. If you missed a minute of the show or want to listen to past episodes of MoneyWise, go online to usawealthgroup.com and click on the radio page. That's usawealthgroup.com. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to our special show on funeral and burial planning. Welcome back to Cara Andrea and to Alyssa Croto from the Dignity Memorial Company. And you operate a number of funeral homes in this area, including Rock. What's the name of the one in Fair? Fairlawn Mortuary. Fairlawn Mortuary in Fairhaven. Okay, I always forget that name. 
and then the Dartmouth Funeral Home uh, in Dartmouth, as well as uh, locations in Rhode Island. Are you in Fall River also? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what's the name of the place in Fall River? Waring Sullivan Where? Funeral Homes Cherry Place. Okay. So that's a fairly large operation, but that means you can operate with efficiency as well. What I'd like to do is ask Mike a couple of remaining questions, and then he has to step out and do something else. So, Mike, I just want to mention again that when you do estate planning and wills and trusts and so forth, one of the things that you typically ask people then is whether they have made arrangements for funeral and burial planning. We may ask them that, but really what we want to do is coordinate um, information for their successor trustees or executors. Okay. Um, so we provide them with documents that they can fill out over time if they want to, just to give that information to their children or other people that are going to be handling things for them. I think it's really important for people to think about planning ahead of time mm-hmm. because it's just a very difficult emotional time when somebody passes away and it's hard for one or two people in a family to put it all together and get it done. Right. I meet with children a lot and they, if their parents haven't planned, then they're going to be looking for bank information. They're going to be looking for all sorts of information and you want to be able to give them as much information as you can ahead of time, you know, just to help them. So we try to do that. But when you meet with clients, you also have some uh, good documents that you pass out. One is called My Legacy, My Life Story in My Own Words. Mm-hmm. And then you've got a handout called Funeral Planning Options for You and Your Family, right. as well as the actual funeral and burial instructions. But I think as important as it is for people to receive those documents, um, they can contact you for an appointment if they want to mm-hmm. at uh, 508-998-8800. Mm-hmm. But it's just as important to sit down and think about planning your own funeral services or cremation services or memorial services ahead of time. I wouldn't want somebody trying to guess about what I want to have done. No, I mean, you don't want someone trying to figure out where you would want to be buried or whether or not you want to be cremated. It's, it's, a, yeah. <laughs> it's an important decision. You want to let people know what you want. So. And what's the most important thing for you? Right. How do you want to be remembered? Right. So we encourage you to call Dignity Memorial, call one of the funeral homes that's been mentioned today, ask for a Cara, ask for Alyssa, or anybody else that's working there, and they can direct you and do some pre-planning. Let me ask you some questions about military services and military planning. Do you find people are interested in making sure that their military service is remembered mm-hmm. when they have yes. served in the military? We do work with a lot of veterans in the area. One of the miscommunications among veterans though is that a lot are under the impression that the VA is going to pay for their services. Good point. It and they not. really do not. Right. They might reimburse some funds after the fact, mm-hmm. but they don't cover much. You do get a grave space if you're um have the proper discharge paperwork at Mass National Cemetery in Bourne. That's good to know. For yourself and your spouse. Okay. Which saves a good amount of money. But as far as your funeral, it's still a separate entity that should be pre-planned and taken care of. So let me ask you a question which I think will illustrate that point exactly. I wonder how many people who served in the military or their family have any idea who to contact to arrange for a military service, you know, at graveside, for example. We do all of that for the family. Okay. Critically important. You know, it used to be that um, depending for a while it was depending upon your rank in, in the military service that you were involved with that you would have X number of people who would come. And now I think it's pretty, correct me if I'm wrong or if you know, I think if you are like an E5 or a sergeant or below, you get to have two people there. And one will either uh, play taps or they'll play Mm -hmm. a recording of taps and the other one will present a flag. Yep. But it used to be in the past that uh, it wasn't so restrictive. My dad died, oh, probably 20 years ago now, and he served 20 years in the Marine Corps and fought in two wars. And when he passed away, uh, we knew that he wasn't going to live long because he, um, he had a fatal disease at the end of his life. And I called the local Marine Corps Reserve Unit and described his background, and they said, we'll take care of it. That's the only arrangement I ever made. Um, when he actually passed away, I called him up and told him when the funeral was going to be. Um, and um, 
they arrived and there were there were about four Marines that showed up at the funeral home and they put the flag, American flag, over the casket. Um, they escorted the casket to the cemetery for interment. And when I got there, and it's quite often hard for me to talk about, they had 17 Marines in dress blues mm-hmm. up on a crest of a hill. And they played taps. It was extremely moving emotionally. But you can't have that many people anymore today. So you can provide the numbers and the information for how people can make contact with them, or you can arrange it. Yes, we arrange mm-hmm. all of that. And uh, just echo, just like you said, it depends on your rank, but some people do get the five-gun volley. Um, I've dealt with a young gentleman who passed active duty and did get a helicopter flyby. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are all things that we arrange for the family. That's good to know. So it is complicated. Anybody who has served in the military, male or female, um, is uh, grateful for that fact and you know they want to be remembered so do some uh, advanced planning ladies and gentlemen so what have we not covered today that you think is important to tell people about planning and pre-planning that's the main message today isn't it Mm -hmm. pre-plan and it really is when you pre-plan you also have the option to prepay and that locks in the cost of the day that you prepay um, we also have payment options that breaks things up to three, five, or ten years, which makes it a little bit less of a monthly payment um, to also lock in the cost of the day you start paying. Okay, so that's a very good point, too, because what you're saying is that if you prepay, and even if it's a number of years later, there's not going to be any increase in cost. 20, 30 years, it doesn't matter. Well, that's, that's really a good reason to do that. So I have a telephone number if somebody wants to call to make arrangements. So I have a number, for example, for Rock Funeral Home at 508-995-5772. Yes. That sounds correct? Yep. And somewhere I probably have the number for Dartmouth uh, 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 Waring Sullivan, right? Yes, correct. Uh, um, I always want to get that backwards, that name. And... Um, Even Benjamin Franklin chimed in on funerals. He once said, some people die at 25 and aren't buried until 75. Ben has always been one of my favorites. He had lots of good words of wisdom. And Mark Twain has always been one of my favorites, too. He also said, let us endeavor so to live that when we come to die, even the undertaker will be sorry. People have been talking about funerals and planning funerals for for a long time. So we do a lot of work here protecting people's estates and their finances. USA Wealth Group does a lot of work in the area of um, making sure people are handling their financial matters appropriately. Um, Mike Coleman, who was here for most of the show, uh, he and the other attorneys at the office will handle matters to make sure that wills and trusts and powers of attorney and those kinds of documents are done correctly. So I guess I have to be cautious here because I can't really ask you what's your funniest moment at a funeral service. So Alyssa is pursing her lips right now because she wants to talk, but maybe we won't talk about that because maybe it wouldn't be dignified to do it. Eh, My grandmother's wish was that we played Another One Bites the Dust. Oh, no kidding. I didn't. But that memory still holds deep in my heart. <laughs> but you played it? No, I didn't. Oh, you didn't play it? No, family you... family feud there. Oh, family feud. <laughs> Another one bites the dust. <laughs> I like it. Well, that's a pity. Um, did you ever hear of uh, MGM? There's a movie studio? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. One of the partners was Samuel Goldwyn. He said the reason so many people turned up at his funeral, talking about somebody else, is they wanted to make sure he was dead. <laughs> So let me ask you this question, Alyssa. What made you decide to get into this uh, industry? So when I was 13, I did lose my little cousin. He was nine years old in an awful, tragic freak accident. Um, And the funeral director that helped my family, because I was very close with him, was an amazing individual. So Mm. ever since I was 13, I wanted to be just like him. And um, I actually had the privilege to intern under him in my first few years in the funeral home. So uh, it's been quite the circle. So you had a good mentor then? I had a very good mentor. Yeah. And Kara, how about you? What uh, what induced you to become part of the funeral industry? 
So I was actually going to school for pre-med to be a medical examiner. Okay. And then um, it's a long time to go to school, a long time. Um, And schools around here aren't that budget friendly. So I had just um, one of my parents' family friend owned a funeral home in Taunton, and he used to always come into the restaurant I worked at and would always be like, try the funeral industry, see if you like this. And I hung out with him for a day and called fine that next week and enrolled and here I am. So you had a mentor also then, Mm -hmm. didn't you? So I originally back when I was in high school, I decided that maybe I'd like to become a doctor. And I volunteered at a local veterans hospital for a couple of weeks. And unfortunately they stuck me in the oncology ward and I saw some horribly nasty things and that turned me off from becoming a Mm -hmm. doctor. But I'm glad that you both have uh, made the decision to be in this business. Um, You certainly bring respect and dignity to it. Um, I think everybody in our community is familiar with the funeral homes that you're familiar with and we appreciate your being here and teaching us more information about this. Um, So whether it's um, planning for a military service or military uh, um, representation, flags and so forth, or any other kind of service, please, ladies and gentlemen, do some pre-planning and let us help you where we can. Thank you so much for being here, ladies. Um, Thank Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening. And we will be with you next week on the radio. USA Wealth Group Incorporated is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Insurance products are offered through the insurance business USA Wealth Group Incorporated. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This radio show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. USA Wealth Group Incorporated is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by USA Wealth Group Incorporated. Alyssa Croto and Cara Andrea are not affiliated with USA Wealth Group or AEWM. This radio show is a paid placement.